G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of Two in the Bat, where we delve into numerous sporting topics around Australia and also across the globe. In this episode, we're going to give you uh, the second of the Grit series, second of season two. My name's Jack, once again gladly joined by good mate, fellow sporting diehard, Gus, Gus Bus, how you going? Good thanks Jack, how are you? Pretty good mate, um, exciting season two, a quick one. It's keeping energy high I think. <laughs> yeah, it feels, I don't know about you but it felt weird recording our first 15 minute podcast it felt short it did feel short it, it felt, felt like felt... energy was high the whole way yeah. through though i think so too well it was just after a coffee too so i don't know whether that was a that's true we could be contributing factor to that but um that could have been a little ped <laughs> we'll take it though you gotta take a ped when you can get it legal exactly <laughs> um and once again thank you producer Frey, for joining us and helping us put this podca- podcast together. Yeah, that's all right. Tamika was a great shout on that first one, so keen to see what Jack's bringing to the table. Whoa, I've got a good one. Pressure Gu- on. Oh, Gus will like this one anyway. We'll all like it. <laughs> I think. Upgrade. <laughs> it's a great story. Midway through, you decided to upgrade from an audience of one to at <laughs> least <two>. everyone. <laughs> it's a great story I've got, um, and it's one of resilience um, and overcoming adversity. So perfect. Yeah, stay tuned. But first, our our new favorite segment, this or that. Play your theme song if you want, producer Frey. <laughs> no, we'll save it. Producer Frey's been working on a theme song on his like banjo, like <laughs> three string cigar three string. box, cigar uh, box, three string. Sounds good. Mm. Stay tuned. All right, Gus come. isn't convinced. All right, Gus, what have you got for us? This or that? Well, I wanted to do something about Jake Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. I couldn't quite formulate it. The closest I got was um, dropping a hit album or playing pro hoops. Is that is that it? No. Nah. Okay. <laughs> pro album. Pro album. Playing for Rwanda Patriots. Um, I'm gonna do one which I think I'm. I kind of want to do it. Do you want a food related one or a sport related one? We've had two food ones. So sport. Maybe sport. It's quite general, and I think I know where you might go, but I think it could encourage debate. I love it. Beach or snow? Ooh. Fray, I have a feeling of. See, if we're talking sports, no. Oh, for sport or just for like visiting or enjoyment? Expand the debate how you will. Well, you tell me. If you go, if you ask me beach or snow, I'm, I'll always be living on the sunny coast or growing up on the sunny coast. I'll be like, oh, beach. But I could probably count how many times on a finger. On a hand, on a finger. On a hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, so once. I wouldn't have picked it. <laughs> Three joints. Um, like, I love going to the beach, but I'm not going every weekend, you know? Um, however. Are you I've, going I've, to the snow every weekend? No, but I have been to the snow once in Japan. Fresh pow pow. And it was the most exhilarating time of my life. I didn't get that same thrill going to the beach. Mm. That's fair. Mate, so yeah. less, less frequency... More exhilaration factor. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough mm. one. Because like, yeah, the exhilaration. Plus, when I was in the snow, I was snowboarding. I'm yet to be able to surf. <laughs> so maybe that's very yuck. No, it's you not got very more comparable. exhilaration there. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to probably go with beach. I reckon if it's a day-to-day thing, beach. But if we're talking sport, it has to be snow. There's just... 
Yeah, well, so beach is more just options. like beach sprinting. Beach oh, sprints. no, you got surf, you got nippers. beach volleyball, you got nippers. <laughs> I got nippers. <laughs> so good. Beach, beach cricket. Anyone listening overseas, yeah. that's just kids' beach training. Basketball? Possibly. Yeah, but they have a, they have like a field, but they, I think they played it I've at the, it beach. On the beach. Yeah. yeah. They inflated up on the beach. Eh? Yeah. So what are you going what are you going with? I'm gonna stick with snow just to keep the you know, sport podcast. Well, snow snow's just exciting. Because obviously from where we live, mm. we, don't, we don't see it all too often. Or never. Yeah. Um so when you hit snow, you're in a whole new world. Yeah, that's very true. That's Jeez. the excitement factor. It's a tough one. But I'm still going beach. Ah, fair. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll probably go beach. Stay true to my roots. I like the warmth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. My hands get cold. Yeah, that's true. You don't go to the beach in winter too. Like, it's a tough gig. Mm. Beach walk. Not, Not so much a visit to the beach. Yeah. A bit different. Lovely. Mm. All right. Okay, let's move on. Beach, snow. What would you go? Beach. Beach. Beach wins. <laughs> okay, before we get into our um, second story of the series, we want to once again thank our podcast sponsor, Kiala Organic Beef. They are 100% certified organic beef and pork straight from their local farm and delivered straight from straight to your door or workplace. Or wherever you are. Wherever you want to be. They'll deliver it. To you. Oh, <laughs> so close. <laughs> We're getting close. I'm gonna get this tattooed eventually. <laughs> oh, we're getting very close. Um, boys, my my story is a fitting one, coming straight off that um, this or that segment at the beach. Ross Clark Jones is his name, and he's an ex-professional surfer. Okay. Um, I don't know him. No, well, he's a bit. Oh, he probably surfed, he, or he did surf in the late '80s, '90s, and early 2000s in his in his prime. Mm-hmm. Um. But he's more commonly known as one of the best big wave surfers going around in the world, which is gnarly. Mm. Um, it's a good one for us because I think we want to start surfing soon, don't we? Not big waves. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very small. Going small out of two foot swell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so Ross, really good surfer back in his day. Um, and probably, arguably, yeah, the best big wave surfer going around at the moment. His surf breaks, including Shipstern, Tassie, I believe. Is that that nuts one? Have you... I think that's that one. The wave just looks so messy. Oh, it's 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 ridiculous. Like, it's not a clean break at all. It looks impossible to surf. No, it's... These are all obviously toe-ons. So, Shipstern, he surfed Cow Bommy, which is off the coast of WA. Oh, yeah. Which is more of a heavy wave. Um, and Pedra Branca, which I think is this... The one you're talking about. It's in Tassie. And it's off, ah. it's off, I don't know if you've seen photos of it, but there's like a lighthouse headland. Yeah. And the wave like breaks around it. That it, might be what and, I'm thinking and of. And it looks like the wave is literally going to break over the, over the lighthouse. That's pretty nuts. It's scary stuff. Like these waves are like 60, 30, 40, 60 plus foot high. Sometimes messy. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. So anyway, Ross Clark Jones, RCJ. I think he goes by. That's nice. <laughs> That's nice. Like Regan Campbell Gillard. RCG. <laughs> very, very close. Um, so yeah, he's tackled the biggest waves going around in the world. He also has a documentary with um, I forget his name, Tom Carroll, I believe it is, called Storm Surfers. If you haven't seen it, it is an absolute ripper. So they pretty much travel around the world chasing storms 
trying to get big waves. Oh, Good watch. Anyway, um, he's also just to keep highlighting his resume. Have you heard of the the Big Wave Invitational in Hawaii? Yes. Yeah. So he's the only non-Hawaiian to win the event really yeah that's pretty good that's pretty good <laughs> that is pretty good how good are the Hawaiians at surfing then I guess it's their break yeah yeah like you get a chance like through, throughout the year because that's just local it's like it's like John John at Pipe oh yeah he's it's literally just... surfed it since he was like four <laughs> yeah. it's too easy um, so there's a couple of stories I want to share on behalf of Ross I actually heard a couple of in- interviews with him on actually the Live-In podcast, and also I think there's all, there's an, a current affair, whether it's with Carl or someone I'm not too sh- too sure of, about uh, about his documentary and about what he's been doing. Um, but the first story I want to share is one where he believes he could have nearly well died surfing. It was in Nazaré in Portugal. Oh. have you heard? Have you heard of this break? I think I've seen photos. It's just nuts big. It's, it's nuts big. It's also thick. So the wall of the wave, we're talking like 50, 60 foot, you know, and then yeah. imagine the, the force of that coming down on you. Anyway. It's scary, man. So if you haven't seen it, um, the break breaks onto pretty much a cliff face and rocks. So the jet skier in this situation probably plays the most crucial role, 100%. Yeah. Um, anyway, he was getting, he jumped on this wave, ridiculously big, probably plus 60 foot, Towed on, looking good, and then got absolutely crunched. So he ended up in getting battered around within the cliff face and the rocks for, I think he said about six or seven sets. What? Which is ridiculous. So he can't climb up on the rocks, he can't do anything, he just has to cop it and wait for his the jet skier, or I think it was Tom Carroll he was with, to come and get him. So after about the sixth or seventh set, it was safe enough for the jet skier to come in and get him. Apparently he turned, he was blue, he was still, he was conscious. Um, the closest he's come to dying. And I think once he recovered that day, he wanted to go out again. <laughs> so, That's silly. So a nut story, but he, he gets a lot of questions asked, like, how do you do Like, how do you stay composed under the water? How do you do all these things? And I think this is also a story or his reasoning also relates to pretty much anything or any difficult situation. He does a lot of meditation, yoga, mm-hmm. as probably most surfers do. But any kind of activity that calms his body in a way he believes has helped him deal with getting thrown underwater for minutes on end because that's a panicking that's a very panicking feeling instinctively yeah well to be held underwater well the first your first reaction is to panic yeah and as soon as you do panic you pretty much expend all your all your energy it's over it's done so his whole thing not not just talking about surfing but whether you're in an accident or car crash or you're doing you're in an event where you're nervous or you're under pressure or whatnot trying to find a state of calm and what you can do whether it's through meditation or breathing mm. breathing's a good one sounds simple sounds stupid but for those like obviously you can't do it underwater <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> that is a good point um but yeah he had a great story to share from that and literally the day after i think that event he went and surfed that same size wave again what have you got for us, producer Frey? I just got a photo of him riding Nazare. It's like a ninety-foot <laughs> wave. Ninety. I think oh. I think ninety wasn't him, but that was the largest he wave. He looks like an, he looks like an ant. Yeah, it's hard to see the scale of it. Yeah, it's like it, a skyscraper. It, the person is just a dot 
on yeah. the surface of the wave. Um, so that's that's a story that he always shares with every interview he does. I like that. But there's another one that happened recently. So Ross was on Survivor last year. Oh, really? And <laughs> it's pretty funny, like, with all the things that have done, he's done, like surfing these big waves, like professional surfer, a bit of an athlete. So on Survivor, he had an accident. Um, was on like this rope swing. He was explaining, oh, this is like the, one of the easiest things of the bloody course. The rope snapped on him and he there was like a low platform and he ended up like smashing his ankle on the platform and what they thought was a broken ankle, he ended up tearing every single ligament off his ankle. Oh. So I think he's, you know, of his career, he's broken his neck, his back, legs, a lot of stuff. But this fared up there with the worst. And the reason I want to highlight it is because I think it was also well, a lot of people suffer with injury and depression, especially if they're a professional yeah. athlete. Well, um, I mean, you think of an ankle for a surfer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Ross was out for... This happens at the start of 2020 and he's still recovering from it. That's so I tough. think he's only, only in the last month or so he's been able to get back out and, and surf again. But he's obviously missed big events he can't surf he can't do anything and there was a podcast of him i listened to yesterday on living about like how do you overcome these things and i thought it'd be a good message to share so one of them which i want to link it to it was very similar to when we interviewed kimberly birrell mm. friend of the show um about finding other passions around what you do and not just entrenching yourself in Mm. in one thing so that's that's one message that that Ross briefly mentioned mm-hmm. um, and I think it's a big one because like you know these ath- these professional athletes are doing it's their life mm. so how do you how do you deal with injuries you can relate that to everyone if you have one goal that you're just striving for and striving for if you have a big setback it can be devastating yes 100% so I think that was a great message to share the guy's been out for like 18 months not being able to do the one thing that he does no income so he's lost his sponsors through Red Bull and Quicksilver because he can't surf within these events um, but yeah a random accident um, but anyway that was his message so try and find other things be yourself was another big one mm. not trying to because he's in the limelight and all this and that but it also goes to everyone just be yourself find other passions around what you you're doing and um and all the mindfulness yoga meditation 100%. and breathing might, that helps we, too we might have to do a bit of meditation before we start i've got a book too. on meditation yeah i'll give it to you if you want <laughs> yeah it's good stuff yeah i'll take it we mm. might need it for those big two foot breaks at your rumba <laughs> the ripples <laughs> the ripples <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah not a um not a crazy story but if you, if you haven't seen the documentary go see it Storm Surfers is a great one. Um, I think it also explains this accident. Maybe even has footage from the, from the Nazare um, incident. It's um, good advice. Very good advice. Ross Clark Jones. Good one, Jack. Good homework. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> Impressive. Um, listen to a podcast and everything. Yeah, it was a great listen too. Do your own research. I might have to hop on that. <laughs> yeah. um, it's called It Ain't Weak to Speak, the podcast. I think it's by the same guy... That runs living. Awesome. Anyway, um, that's grit number two. Stay tuned for number three <laughs> coming up. Once again, thanks, producer Frey. Thanks, Gus, for Thank joining you. me. 
And boys, we'll see you for the next one. Can't wait.